This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on my latest adventure and more late spring tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, the market has moved and is now located at 23 Halifax Street next to the Alma Turner Library. The market has grown in size and has a wide variety of fresh produce, artisan food and ready-to-eat food. New stallholders at the market are Baba Yaga Coffee and Food with Mighty Fine Coffee and Cabinet Food. There's also Ganochi with a range of different nochi and sauces. Flowers from home have beautiful, delightful bunches of flowers from her garden. Well, it seems we're back to changeable spring weather after settled weather while I was away on a business trip slash road trip with my sister. John was in charge of watering all of my nursery plants. Now this is no mean feat considering where they are. I have four different areas really and they're quite a distance apart and it's necessary because I have plants that love shade so they're in one spot. Then I have plants that like partial shade so they're in another and then of course I've got the sun lovers. So yeah I tend to have four and then there's another area as well with random things. So it's not easy for anybody having to water my nursery, I tell you. It's just, it's just a bit of a big task. So bless his heart, he did a really, really good job. There were only a couple of um, casualties, but that's okay. So, yeah, it was, I had a, the most wonderful... This is what I wanted to talk about. Sorry, it's early in the morning as I'm recording this, and so I'm, my brain prob- is possibly not connected to my mouth yet. So I'll do my best to get it to happen. <laughs> I don't leave home well. That's an understatement. I am such a homebody. I've always been that way. I, I remember even as a child when we used to be going to Arrowtown to our crib for the Christmas holidays or just a weekend or Easter or something. I'd always feel quite, not anxious exactly, that's not the word, but it, it was it was the, the packing up and trying to work out what I needed to take. And for instance, now when I go away, I've got to worry about who's going to look after everything here, like our animals and all the watering of my nursery. So going away is quite a feat for me, it all, and it, it always has been, really. It was wonderful, though. My business trip, which was combined, combined with this road trip with my sister, which was a first, was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. We just, we just had so much laughter, and we both love open road driving. So, it, it, in fact, I'm a, I'm a secret rally driver, but and within the speed limit, but I'm definitely a secret rally driver when it comes to going around corners. I love them. <laughs> I drove from Nelson's through to Hokitika and my favourite bit was Murchison to Reefton. That is the most beautiful drive. You're going through stunning native bush and beech forest and it's just, it's just gorgeous and the corners are fantastic. I really had a thoroughly good time. And it was quite interesting. It's definitely a sign of the times, read the lack of traffic on the road. From Nelson to Murchison, no, not even that. It was more like, not Nelson, sorry, from where we live. Possibly, let's say, from Murchison through to Hokitika. It might even have been from home. We only saw two cars going our way, all the way to Hokitika. 
And then from Hokitika to Franz Joseph, we might have seen another two going our way. And the next day, we drove from Franz through to Queenstown. And between Franz and Albertown and Wanaka, we saw two cars going our way. That's just unheard of. And I have to say, as sad as it makes me that a lot of businesses, particularly in places like Franz Joseph, are really struggling, it was partly so wonderful just to feel New Zealand the way it used to be when I was young. It's just, it really was amazing. We had, we had one hilarious thing happen because when we, when we left Franz Joseph, and by the way, this isn't about gardening so much, but I hope, I am going to get to that. I hope you don't mind. I just wanted to share it because I had just had such a wonderful trip. And going between um, Franz Joseph as far as Wanaka, like I say, there wasn't much traffic and we, we had decided we would have lunch at Makarora, which is a, a really good stop. It's where all the buses stop, etc., for lunch. And we didn't realise, of course, that because of what's been happening, that would be shut. So by the time we got to Makarora, we were ravenous. I mean, I'm talking really hungry. And when the two lamb girls get hungry, it's not a good look. <laughs> so then we had to tackle a pay-before-you-pump type petrol thing. And that was hilarious. Well, it wasn't really hilarious at the time because my, we, neither one of us could really work out how to work the jolly thing. We finally managed to do it, which was great. And we had a toilet stop and then we carried on. And so by the time we got to Luggett, we were really hungry. And we spotted this really cute little general store type thing which advertised cabinet food. So we thought, great, this will be great. So slammed on the brakes, roared in, and there was one cheese scone in the cabinet. And so Judith said, oh, I'll have the cheese scone. Do you have any butter? And, and she just said, I don't have butter here. And that was it. I'm sorry, we, we just, she said, look, I'm sorry, I won't take it. We got out, we got outside the door and as we got towards the car, we just cracked up. We were just doubled over, partly because it was a small general store and they must have had butter in there. So even if she'd asked us to buy butter, we were so hungry, we would have done it. <laughs> so needless to say, we finally got something to eat when we got to Cromwell. And we went to this gorgeous garden centre. And this is one I do want to mention. If you're ever in Cromwell, you need to find it. I think it was Leith. No, it wasn't. I can't remember the name of it now. But anyway, it's a beautiful garden centre. It's a large one and it had the most fantastic cafe. And it, it was round about two o'clock by now and we were thinking, please don't let it close. <laughs> please let the cafe still be going or what are we going to do? So anyway, we roared in. For me, completely ignored all the plants on the way in. I was just making a beeline for that cafe. <laughs> and we didn't speak for, I think, the first seven mouthfuls. Thankfully, it was a very busy cafe and, yeah, the cabinet was absolutely loaded with delicious food. I had the most magnificent cheese roll. It was huge. <laughs> and I scoffed a lot. So after we'd done that, we did have a look around the garden centre and, oh, I saw the most beautiful deciduous, deciduous azaleas. Deciduous azaleas are very special. They, they thrive in either sun with plenty of moisture or they're better off really in partial shade. And you can get glorious colours. They lose their leaves in winter, which is why they're deciduous. But they have much larger azalea flowers than the small azalea bushes that are the more common ones. And they tend to come in, in colours of sort of a beautiful deep red, orange, uh, yellow, like a golden yellow and white. And a lot of them are fragrant. There was one there that I really, really wanted, but it was huge and it was quite expensive. So I had to leave it behind. But it smelt incredible. So deciduous azaleas are definitely on my wish list. They're just gorgeous. 
You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market, located at 23 Halifax Street, next to the Alma Turner Library. The market is on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on my latest adventure and more late spring tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, returning stalls are Spring Grove Strawberries with their fresh, juicy strawberries, Via Vio Cheese with their multi-award-winning Italian cheese, Kofaga Vanilla with vanilla extract, paste and pods, and Vida Organics with their wide range of local organic produce. Please pop on down and see what's fresh this week. Queenstown. Queenstown was magic. It really was. We stayed at our neighbour's crib, which um, backs onto Jardin Park, if you know the area, backs onto Jardin Park at Kelvin Heights. And from the kitchen window, you look straight up at my beautiful Remarkables. I just, oh, I adore those mountains. So we managed to navigate our, our way there. And yes, there wasn't as much traffic as usual because I, we had been told by our cousin that it was taking something like being in a total traffic jam from Arrowtown to Queenstown, like from bumper to bumper all the way. That's how bad it was getting. So we definitely didn't strike anything like that. It was decidedly quieter. And the following morning, we took the water taxi across to Queenstown from Calvin Heights. This is well worth doing. I, ha I had the biggest grin on my face because my father actually built a, a, a jet boat, not a jet boat, sorry. Um, he built a boat when I was young. And we used to take it on the, on, on the, um, the lakes. And I can remember Judith and I used to sit at the prow. My brother would sit at the prow with our feet dangling over, probably highly illegal, but so much fun. <laughs> and we'd bounce over the waves in the lake. So I've always loved speed on the water. I'm not one for just sitting on the water fishing. It's just not my thing. So when the water taxi took off, my grin was from ear to ear. I was just so happy. It was so much fun. And it only took about six, no, it might have been about 10 minutes to get across. And it was just really was the way to travel. So yeah, Queenstown was gorgeous. It really was. It was quite quiet. It reminded me of how it used to be in the 80s. And it was just still just as beautiful as ever. So after that, a couple of days later, we went to Wanaka via the Crown Range and the Peonies at Cadrona Hotel. Wow, they were stunning. They were fully double deep red ones and they were just in full flower. It was quite interesting being down south because lots of things were later. There were still prunus trees in flower, whereas ours had finished weeks ago. So that was quite interesting to see. And probably the best thing were all the lupins. There were lupins around the lake edge in certain areas, like Ely Point in Wanaka. There were beautiful lupins. I took lupin photos galore, I tell you. And then when we left there, when, when did we leave there? We left there on, must have been Tuesday, and drove through to Christchurch. We stopped at Lake Tekapo. Now, I know there's been a lot of, in the news last year, there was a lot of things being said about the lupins and how they were invasive and they needed to spray them all. I'm so thankful to see that they hadn't. This is partly because I was looking at where they're growing and thinking, well, if the lupins weren't here, there probably wouldn't be much else. And they're just so beautiful. They're right down by the lakefront and they just put on such a glorious show. So I went wandering amongst them and the, the array of colours was just incredible. There were beautiful bicolours, soft pastel colours, a gorgeous soft pastel pink. They were just stunning. And let's face it, they're quintessentially you know, Lake Tekapo, the Mackenzie country, all that sort of thing. That, that, that's, what, that, that's what grows, you know, uh, well, what, let me say, that's not what grows there, but that's, it's one of the symbols of that area. That's what I'm trying to say. 
So I came home on Wednesday, last Wednesday, to my garden absolutely bursting at the seams with flowers and weeds. I've definitely got that Pierre Udorf who does these magnificent gardens overseas with varieties of grasses and perennials. I've definitely got that effect, but with natural grasses. <laughs> Honestly, it's stunning. In one area of my perennial bed, the grasses are really tall and they're starting to put their they're starting to flower. I'm going to get rid of them before they seed, don't panic. But they just look beautiful. The way they move in the wind. It's like why would I pull them out now? I'm just not going to. I'm going to wait until, until they're just looking a little bit tired, but definitely before they seed. When grasses and things are taller, they are definitely easier to pull out too. So I'll just end up climbing into that bed, literally climbing into the bed through all the flowers, and I'll just start pulling the grass out. And it's really easy when, it, when it's that tall because it's used a lot of energy to produce its flowers, so the roots are far weaker. This also is a great time to get rid of spent buttercups too before they seed because their, their roots will definitely be weakened. So I'm going to have to do that too. Getting on to some more late spring tasks, weed your vegetable gardens regularly. A Dutch hoe is perfect for this and it's much easier on the back because it has a lovely long handle. You do need to be a little bit careful as you get closer to your vegetables that you don't slice them off. I have been known to do that when I've been a bit vigorous with my Dutch hoe. So I tend to hoe sort of in the general area and then might get down on my hands and knees just to pull the weeds that are right in against the stems of things like broccoli and lettuce. Things like, because yes, I have, I have chopped a few lettuces off in my time. Most vegetables detest competition. They really don't like having to compete with weeds. This is particularly vi viable, that's not the word I'm looking for, you know what I'm trying to say, when it comes to members of the onion family. Onions cannot stand having weeds anywhere near them, so it is really important to keep them well weeded. And it's also really important if you've got garlic planted. I noticed when I came home, John had put the sprinkler on the kitchen garden, I think, once, and I could just start to see a little bit of stress happening in the leaves of my garlic. If you see them starting to look even just slightly yellow at the ends, this is a good sign that they're getting stressed. So it's quite important to really water them deeply and if you can mulch around them, do, but keep the mulch away from the stems because otherwise they'll rot. But garlic in particular is very susceptible to rust and it only takes a small amount of stress for the rust spores to go, hi, I'm here. And once your garlic's got rust, pretty much you've got a battle on your hands. If you do see rust and you only see it just starting, cut those leaves off and clear away any debris that might be around the base of your garlic and hopefully that, that will help to keep your garlic rust free. The secret is to keep your garlic well fed and exceptionally well watered. I was quite surprised how much the garden had dried out in just a week since when I was away and we didn't get much rain. I think we got one tiny little shower. Harvest your citrus regularly now because it will be starting to ripen quite quickly. Mine are also starting to produce flowers and the next season's fruit. So if you have too many, Try making lemon curd or juice them and freeze them in, in cube trays, ice cube trays. That's a fabulous way of just saving your lemon juice. Clematis montana and wisteria will put on mad growth now. Perfect time to trim the new growth back or they can become triffids. Happy gardening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website freshfm.net 
or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.